Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the 3-0 Take, where we talk all things Major League Baseball. Here's Kyle Corwin and Nate Reyes. It all starts right now. Welcome back to the 3-0 Take, presented by Big League Chew. This is episode 277. I'll be your host, Kyle Corwin, and I'm here with my co-host, Nate Reyes. Nate. What's up, though? How we doing? Happy Monday. Yeah, I, I, it, it didn't feel good coming off the tongue either. Yeah, no such thing. Happy Mondays. What Not a things, thing. What are those things called? Oxymoron. Yeah, I had a teacher call me that in second grade. Called me an oxymoron. I in second grade, I had no idea what that meant. Was and that I was like, like a? I feel a, like that's an insult. A dual meaning insult there. Like yeah, I don't a little know. play on words. I don't know. I mean, I was. Uh, yeah, I, I guess. I was a fairly confused kid back in the day, so I don't I don't know what that meant. My parents busted out pictures the other day of like uh uh like those you know those button up shirts that are like they were like silky flowy. I had like dragons and stuff all over oh, it. Oh like yeah. A, oh like yeah. A wife beater underneath. Yep. So when I went to recess, I could unbutton and it was like a cape when I'm running around playing tag and stuff. And my parents definitely showed me pictures to remind me how, how much of an idiot I looked like. But maybe that's what she was referring to as a as an oxymoron. Just I, I looked like a like a drug dealer with a <laughs> with a button down we, dragon shirt. We need to track this woman down and, and ask yeah. her some questions. <laughs> Sounds like she Rude. had she had her hands full. It's mean. She was a substitute teacher though. So she Wow comes in for a, a yeah, limited just, Coming in hot, guns limited blazing, amount of time. Just didn't even know me. Just letting it eat. Yeah, but our, my teacher that? was pregnant, so she was there for like a good month. But still, not wow. a fan. Not a fan. Uh, you know what I'm not a fan of, Nate, is driving back from Pittsburgh in the pouring down rain through the mountains of Pennsylvania and Maryland. Uh, the berg pouring down rain, fog. Terrible drivers on the road, just just not a good not a good experience. Uh, the wife and I came back from a weekend up there. We caught a Pirates game, caught the the Jim Gaffigan show. Um, I got to tell you, I had been to PNC Park when I was a kid. I we oh, were doing, did you? I didn't know you. Had. Yeah, Meredith and I were doing the math. We obviously we weren't married when I was a child, so mm-hmm. she wasn't there, wasn't part yeah. of this experience. But she was helping me try to figure it out. And we probably think I was about anywhere from six to eight. Yeah. When I was there tough. last. That's tough to take it all in. And so I don't remember anything aside from the fact that I remember we sat on the first base side. I was there with my uncle, I believe. Mm-hmm. And we sat on, up on the, if I recall, it was up on the, the upper sections on the first base side. And that's literally all I remember. So this was essentially my first time going to PNC Park for all intents and purposes. Mm-hmm. Let me tell you. Did not disappoint. Did top it? three ballpark easy. Ooh, my I my my biases were confirmed because I told Meredith, I was like, it's because she asked me, she's like, where do you think this ranks? And I said, I I already had it at the top of my list, just or near the top of my list, just based on what people had told me, based on sure. their visits, their experiences. So yeah. I feel like it was tough to make a, a an objective call here, but yeah, the more I thought about it, top three. The landscape, I feel like it sprinkles in everything about like the best parts of ballparks, with like a backdrop that's basically backyard baseball added in. You know, you got a river, you have a city, you have a yellow bridge, field dimensions, you have like a higher wall in right field, you have a lower fence in left, but that like little second deck that they have in left field, that's kind of like Petco, where it's not like a full second deck. Right. Then they've got that weird like walk thing. What What is that? In the left river center, walk? In the, around like the, the left, uh, left field corner. Where it's no, a, the right. It's like a circular thing. The right. Oh, oh, you're talking about what like is the. That? Where is that just like a goes, ramp? It like, like corkscrews. Just, yeah, it's just a yeah. ramp. It just corkscrews. Just to up. get to this upper deck. Yeah. Oh, all right. Yeah. No, it was fantastic. And you go out to the river walk out in right field, and they have like all these. 
I don't want to say memorials, but they're basically like just little structures and statues to commemorate teams from the past and, mm-hmm. and this and that. It was really cool. Um, they have even like a little, it, kind of dangerous in my opinion, but they had like a little, like a little baseball field drawn out on the concrete. It was just like colored, colored concrete basically, and it was like a baseball field for kids to go and play like wiffle ball okay. or, or yeah. whatever. Yeah, but it kind of like backed up. The, like the outfield backed up to like the the river. I mean, I think there was so a level. So it's just be- like a sick little setup for kids too. Yeah, I mean, I think there was a level below it, so I don't think there was anything like, and I don't think anybody was in immediate danger. But yeah, all I'd say, so so cool. Um, they had Roberto Clemente statue, which was awesome. Their team store, dude. Let me just tell you, the Pirates. It sucks that they suck. Because the Pirates, there's so much potential there for... Yeah, I agree. Like, the color scheme, the 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 lingo, the yeah. the nicknames, this and that. The branding is just incredible. It just sucks that they suck. I know, dude. I know. I agree. And it's just like a... It's a sports city, too. Do you... Oh, yeah. I, I, I never asked your opinion on this. I love the fact that, like, the city has all the, the same color scheme. Every sport yeah. has the black and yellow. Yeah. Like the black and gold is just like it's 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 a good look. It's a I real w- good look. I wish that was a more consistent thing across sports. I, I, I agree. Love that. The Penguins, the Steelers, like that's a good solid look. I like it. I'm a fan. That and sounds dope though. Was did you uh I I saw in the story where you were you did you basically just kind of do the the tours during the game? Just kind of walk around checking out or yeah. is it before so, or after? So hopefully nobody that works at the the Pirates ticketing office is listening to this because basically what we did is we just got the uh standing room only tickets, which were like ten bucks a pop. And we mm-hmm. got them we walked up to the park. Like we didn't get them in advance because I didn't want to pay for the online fees and all that. Yeah. And so we That's walked the way up, to do it. Yeah, walked up, got the standing room only tickets, and it had, it was pouring down rain when we got like when we first walked in. Mm-hmm. I'm like ah, this isn't good. And then the sun came out. It was perfect. Yeah. Um. But basically, we got the standing room only tickets, and then we just found a spot up in the upper section because there was maybe a few thousand people in attendance. Right. So we had the run of the place, and then we did, like you said, we just kind of took our tour around. Um, I don't even see who were they playing. The Padres. Oh, all right. So at least it was somewhat entertaining from that. Yeah from that perspective but yeah yeah i see what you're saying though that i would have done the same thing roam around check it out yeah and i told her i was like i was like like do you want a packed house right because i was like i I don't have i have zero investment in the in the outcome of this game or really right the guys playing in this game so like if you want to go somewhere let's just walk around yeah we did yeah i get that i definitely get that why was it when i was at petco it had to be like a it was just packed, and it was like my first game since COVID. So I was like, "I'm getting my butts. We're setting down and like not moving, not going anywhere." And we were already kind of late, so I didn't get to like take it all in. Unfortunately, it's good that you got to. Yeah. The bridge walk. How was the bridge walk? Well, that was one of the downsides. Is Roberto Clemente Bridge was under repair? I, I believe ah, they had the they yeah. had the tar. I don't know if you could tell in the story, but they had like a tarp over the second I'm not a bridge guy what is what is the 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 arch basically the second arch furthest away from the stadium they had a tarp mm-hmm. over it so we're not a bridge guy I'm not an expert by any stretch so I didn't mm-hmm. know what the the terminology was sorry could to disappoint sworn, could have sworn you were a bridge guy but yeah not not a bridge expert actually you know, it, it's all right unfortunately you know we we lose some it, it is what it is it it's too you win, bad. You win I'm some, definitely you a bridge some. guy. Yeah, I'm definitely a bridge So guy. then tell me, then what is that? What is that arch? What are the arches? <laughs> no called? idea. Yeah, didn't think so. The so, second hump. I think arch is probably a little closer to what it actually is. I like the word hump. I don't so think we'll go with that I one. don't think second hump is is accurate. Anyway. The further the the furthest northern northern most northern The northernmost hump. Yes. Hump. Yes. Northernmost the, yellow, hump. the second yellow one. So they're all yellow. So didn't get to walk across the Roberto Clemente Bridge, so we had to walk across the Andy Warhol Bridge, which was, for all intents and purposes, the same thing. Not, it got us, not the same thing. It got us from one side to the other. I get um, it. 
But that was the only downside, really, the whole day. That and the rain is it just took away from from a better picture because they had the tarp out in the. Well, the, the good news is you got to see the the Red Sox on the. That on was the great scoreboard. Yeah, the, the guy comes play, on right? and he goes, he goes, ladies and gentlemen, uh, while we wait on this rain to pass, uh, please enjoy a broadcast from um the Orioles and Red Sox game and they flipped it on and not only was it the Orioles Red Sox game it was the Red Sox feed it was Nesson which I was like all right this is I'm set just living in heaven there yeah. living the life good for you guy good for but you I'll, but I'll have to say top three ballpark you won't be able to change my mind I think right now it's still Fenway probably gonna go Coors still at two I, I uh see at three we got to get out. We got to get you out to Petco. I think. I think that might take over Coors. I don't know, dude. Coors is. It's it's just sick, dude. I'm telling you. All right. It's, I, I won't. It's I won't knock it. Haven't been out there, so the listings yeah. might change. Yeah. We'll get out there. Uh, speaking of some things that will most likely change, hopefully change, is the current standings, Nate. Because let me tell you, it's. Uh, we're we're about a month in, month or so in, and yep. there's, I mean, I mean, the more I look at it, it, it's maybe not as as bad as you might think, but I just feel like there's definitely some teams that are out of place here. Um, yeah, yeah, I would agree. I think. Um, are there any you know, surprises oddly, for you? Not really. I think the NL West looks very accurate. Looks exactly how anyone would guess after a month. Um, I would say, you know, I'm a little surprised with with the AL Central. With the Guardians kind of doing their thing. And and it's not from pitching. Well, the the unfortunate part is they're sub 500 team right now, but they're still. Yeah, that, no, I get they're that. They're still in I second because the White Sox. I don't know what the White Sox. I don't are know doing. what's going on there. They're definitely battling some some key injuries, but still, like, um, yeah. Our guy Liam has not been himself. Um, I think they're lacking some depth. That's kind of what it seems like to me. Um, they're lacking some depth, and I think. From what I've heard, you know, a lot of people are a little nervous because they don't have that like huge farm system that they can go out and make, you know, notable trades before the deadline to fill holes. They don't have that huge farm system. So at that point, it's it's like, I, I don't know. I don't. We, we talked about it. You can't win a division in April, but you can lose a division in April. And they're not there, but I don't, to be honest with you, I don't know if I believe that. I I've heard that so much year in and year out. You can't win a division in April, but you can lose in April. I I just don't know if I believe that. Depends on the division. It's I don't not think a, it's, it's a sweeping thing that you can just say like a general thing you could say year in and year out yeah it just i mean depends on the division there's certainly some divisions that are more cut out for that that phrase than others but yeah like it's safe to say the reds have officially lost the year already they're three and 19 i think they're i think i saw worst somewhere that, start in franchise yeah, history yeah. yeah worst start in franchise history I negative mean, I mean, 65 in run differential like if you would if you would have just told me that for the first time and I hadn't heard it until just now, mm-hmm. I'm probably not googling that to confirm because yeah. three nineteen is absolutely atrocious. That's you lost. I mean, it's done. Your twenty twenty two is over. I'm sorry. They, they can start. they can go on any any streak they want. They can win a week straight multiple times through the rest of the year. At, you know, but it's still over. They're they're done. Yeah, this start has been atrocious. Yeah, I mean. A winning percentage of 136. We got to get Votto out of there. I don't even think Votto cares anymore, dude. Votto's been, he hasn't been himself. He's, and he's, he's just, going down to that level, isn't he's he? He's just making TikToks. He didn't care. I told yeah. you this episodes ago. Yeah. yeah. He's going it's, down to that level. The, the 
the dumpster fire approach is, I think, catching up with him. Yeah. It's affecting him a little too much, and he's just – I just don't think he cares anymore. Yeah. Not, not in – I don't I don't mean that in, in that he's not a competitor, but I just – I think he's gotten to the point where he's like, whatever. Like, Yeah. He's taking that I'm kind of just doing me approach like fam is, mm-hmm. but he's not going to go out and outright say that like fam yeah. did. Yeah. Yeah, that's no, kind of my that. that's kind of my thought. I get that. Uh, I mean, I, I'm I'm surprised by the Rockies playing real good ball. Um, only a game and a half back in the West. I mean that that division's snug right now. And I would say I'm a little surprised by the Tigers. I would have expected a little more yeah. of an output. I know there's young guys in that lineup, but still, like I would have guessed a little bit more getting off the ground a little bit quicker, being a little more excited about what's going on. I think it's starting to fizzle a little bit. Well, I mean, you go out and get your guy in, in Eddie Rodriguez, and he hasn't he hasn't really done much of anything. Hmm. I, think yeah. he's, I think he's allowed a crooked number in the earned runs category every one of his starts thus far. So, yeah. Not a not a good start for old Eddie Aces. Um, I I hate seeing that Texas, the team that spent half a gazillion dollars playing worse than the than the Oakland A's right now. Yeah, I, I think mean, a little. Pe- I think people are surprised a little bit by the A's. I mean, I would have guessed kind of a Reds type of start for the A's. So good for them, I guess. I don't know. I mean, I don't know how, I don't know how long that sustains itself, but uh, Braves got to get it going too. Yeah, but like I said, Braves fans are convinced they're just they're just giving everybody else a head start because they think that the Braves are just going to run away with the division. What? Let's go that, Marlins a little bit still. Let's go Marlins a little bit. Twelve and nine. I can't. I think once I hopped off that train, I just don't feel the same, yeah. the same juice about it anymore if i'm being honest yeah the mets i'm telling you i just just wait for it nobody wants to believe me the mets are gonna met even you don't even want to believe me you're you think this year's different i do i did say i said if it was going to be different it's going to be because of buck showalter and max scherzer yep but even then i think they're still gonna met so you just just sit tight nope it's different just sit tight um, is there anybody else on here that we think is a little, little surprising? I mean, Minnesota. We did, I don't think we mentioned Minnesota yet. I mean, they're nine and one in the last ten. Yeah, run differential of plus twenty three. So I think Rolling. they're they're kind of taking the seat of the White Sox, or did you see, taking the seat that the White Sox should have had thus did far. Did you see the uh, the note that Kenta Maeda left in the Twins dugout? So they were they were playing no, the, they were playing the Rays and he's on uh I think he's on the IL or, or you're rehabbing or something. Yeah, that's what it is. He's rehabbing in Florida. So the Twins are visiting playing uh the Mar- the Rays last week. And so he shows up just to chill in the dugout, hang out with the team and the the win streak got snapped. So he left a note in the in the opposing Rays dugout where the Twins were coming back into the next day and he basically said, "Sorry, I ruined the streak." I won't be here today. <laughs> Went back <laughs> tough, to the rehab dude. center. <laughs> That's tough. But, yeah, I mean, honestly, yeah, it, it looks like the the twins are kind of they're having fun. You know, I mean, I saw a lot to fourth, say about fourth place I, team. I agree. I, I won't say fourth. I'll say third. But I think there's a lot right now. There's no pressure. They have no pressure. And, and that's what they're, they're, you know, back against the wall. No, you know, there's no pressure going on right now. When we get to like July, August, and they're still up there hovering around the top of that division, I think that's when the pressure starts to take in a little bit. Not to mention you have guys that, you know, are they going to stay healthy all year? Yeah, I think what we're seeing with a lot of these teams is like at the end of each season, you see those um, those animations where it shows – the changes in division leads and and standings and all that. 
Mm-hmm. And early, in the early going, it fluctuates. I mean, it's up and down all over the place. But then you get to the point where every, everybody starts to settle in. Yeah. And the movement is very minimal. Yeah. And I think that, I mean, it it happens every year. It's not it's not exactly a hot take to say that. But I think, yeah. I think the White Sox are eventually going to figure it out. I think they're going to start trending upwards again and settle into that top spot. And I think it's just my belief that I think Minnesota is going to eventually start I Taking agree. Downwards a little bit. I do agree. It comes down to, to roster talent eventually, and and how spaced out it is, how talent, you know, how talent fulfilled positions are, and things like that. I, it comes down to the the White Sox taking the cake eventually, but it's right. not going to be by ten games. I don't think. I think that division's going to stay snug the rest of the year. I mean, I could see that happening. Yeah. Another- uh what what's up with the Red Sox guy? Yeah, I don't want to talk about it. I mean, what what's going on there? I don't I I legitimately don't want to talk about it. I I'm to use the Michael Scott reference, I'm dead inside. I I just don't I just don't know how you can scuffle the way you're scuffling and then go into Baltimore and lose that series. Like Baltimore is the Baltimore is not the same as uh, – I'm not at all saying there's any chance of a contender. But Baltimore is not what Baltimore has been. I mean, they're still still a fifth-place team. So, I mean – In that division. If they're playing any – if they're playing in the the AL Central? I mean, I – Okay, so to your your point – or the end. They're, they're not what they've been. I mean, how many wins do you think they're? How many wins do you credit that to? Do you do you give them like a, a ten win boost this season? I'll give them seventy wins compared to years past. I'll give them sixty five, seventy wins. I think they're hitting a little bit, dude. Like Austin Hayes can swing it. We know about Cedric Mullins. Santander has got pop. You have Trey Mancini. Like you got Mountcastle. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like they have dudes that that are starting to hit a little bit. So my, like I was saying, my whole thing with the Orioles and this again, not groundbreaking by any stretch. The the Orioles are one of those teams that you use as a reset button. I agree. You could you could be on a ten game skid, but it's like you look at the calendar. Okay, we got the O's coming up. You can apply mm-hmm. that logic to a number of other teams in the league, but in this division, you look at the Orioles as a team that you're going to see many times throughout the season. Yeah. I'm thinking, okay, even if we don't get a sweep, we'll win the series. Yeah, nope. No. Mm-mm. And that's just kind of where I'm at with things right now. I, I mean, we're in this weird, very strange position right now where the pitching is actually the surprising yeah. feature of this organization right now. The, I don't know what the offense is doing. I mean, you got Xander hitting like 800 right now, and that's about it. Yeah. Couldn't tell you. And, and what I know is going to happen, it's going to flip. We're not going to. We're not going to find the seam where both. Oh, that's what you're, you're thinking. The offense will take the, off. The, the offense. Their death taxes and the Red Sox. Red Sox offense scoring runs. Hmm. It's going to come around. It'll be there. But. You got to take advantage of these games where the pitching is giving you something to work with, and they're just not. And so, not a good stretch coming up either. It's an yeah. It's eventually going to get Angels, to the point where White Sox, Braves. It's eventually going to get to the point where it flips, and this stretch will have cost you mm-hmm. a significant margin. Yeah. Not great. Yeah. Not great. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You know what else isn't great? Hmm. 
this Trevor Bauer situation. Look, I hate talking about it. Yeah. But like like I said before we hopped on, we we pretty much stayed true to our word. We said we would not really address it at all. I don't even think we brought it up until there was some yeah, some closure one way or another on this potential suspension. And Major League Baseball came out and said, uh, yeah, 324 games, which for those keeping track at home, that's uh, that's two full seasons. This is the longest suspension under the league's domestic violence policy. And as you might expect, based on how things have, have gone over the last number of months, Bauer is going to appeal the suspension. And during that appeal, the games that he miss as a result of that, the games that he misses as a result of that will not count towards a suspension. And people are saying, well, what about the games he's already missed? Does that count? Uh, the suspension starts, or I, I believe it started last Friday is when they were mm-hmm. ready to implement it. Um, and so he... No pay. Yeah, no pay. He had He had received his salary during this previous time that he missed. Um, but it looks like he won't be eligible to return until the 19th game of the 2024 season. But depending upon how long this appeal lasts, yeah, that would presumably get pushed back. No, I would assume so. Yeah. And I think, I mean, the, the appeal process is going to be quicker than like the typical justice system. You know, it's going to be quicker with Major League Baseball, but it's still not going to be, I'd say, at least a couple weeks minimum, right? You would guess that. I just don't understand what's taking so long. Like, if it's it's representative, if this appeal process is representative of what's already happened up to this point, it's going to be a while. Yeah. Um... I I genuinely like up until this point like even until we're bringing it up now I I don't know how I feel about it. Um I hate talking about it. I hate that this is something that is a topic, but it has to be talked about and Look, he, the argument is right he he the judici- ju- the judicial judicial system for the U.S. government has said no laws are broken, right? The argument is, well, if you didn't break any laws, why is MLB cracking down so hard? But MLB is also taking into account multiple cases. And this has been reported multiple times, I think three different times, with three different girls, dating back to when he was in the minor leagues. It's it's just not good, man. And... I think I think the biggest question mark and, and probably what's coming out of the Bauer camp is there has been worse stuff happening with other players in the past. And it's been a lesser suspension. I think there's a combination of Bauer being in LA. And Bauer being one of the most one one of the highest paid players in our game, and it's I could see how almost there's a little bit of a different kind of treatment towards him versus a, a Domingo Herman, you know, a, a relief a reliever spot starter kind of guy making in, making you know MLB minimum wage. I think that could change a little bit. Of, of the argument and, and how he's getting treated. But if you ask me, in my opinion, it's kind of the right move. Um, I think the MLB laid it down so heavy, knowing that the appeal process will probably settle on like a full year. That's what I would guess. But do you think there was any element of the league viewing Trevor Bauer as I don't want to say a threat to them, but one of their 
one of their biggest adversaries. Do you think that played into this at all? Where it's like this guy sure has doesn't been help. Very sure doesn't help. Very much outspoken against us for yeah a number of years. Yeah, I don't think that helps at all. And he's yeah, he's he's a loudmouth. And you can say he's right or he's, say he's wrong. You can you can't disagree with the fact that he's loud, and he's very much in MLB's face about a lot of different things. It's just. So it's just this this whole thing sucks. This whole thing sucks. I don't know. I don't I don't really have an opinion about it. I think the worst thing MLB can think of is that if this guy fights his way back after an appeal process and then becomes a key role in a playoff run for a big team, that is a problem. That's a big part of that problem and that is the the it's setting the wrong precedent. So, and to all the people saying, well, he wasn't, he wasn't found of any wrongdoing in the judicial system. Why is major league baseball then taking it into their hands? Look, you can get fired from your job without breaking the law. Yeah. I'm not going to comment one way or another on the, the specifics of the, the actual case and all that, but to your point, you can get fired without breaking the law. Like if you, if you just don't, represent the league and and what it claims to stand for and, and yep. in their eyes that yeah you've you've crossed some sort of line that they've they've drawn in the sand mm-hmm. whether it be through league-wide memos or player conduct contracts whatever whatever it may be if in your eyes or if in their eyes if you've crossed that line they have every right to yeah to do whatever they want. Now, whether or not it, it warrants two, two full seasons, that's not my place to be the the judge and jury. But I, from, from a, a baseball and sports fans perspective, I'm just glad that they're making an example of this and saying, look, this is what happens mm-hmm. if you get involved in this I agree. sort of business. Yeah, like I, this, this has no place... I agree in anything. Yeah. And I, I don't know that that's really how I feel about it. Well, they, I mean that they, they got to live up to, to the contract. They have to live up to the image. And that's a part of this process. That's a hundred percent a part of the process. When, when scouts go out and they look at, at kids that they're potentially drafting out of high school or out of college, character is something that they take into, a, into account. Character is something that is a part of the equation. Is he a big leaguer? Can he act like a big leaguer? Can he be a can he be a big leaguer and also an upstanding citizen at the same time? That is a that's that's a part of the equation. And MLB has to has to plan on on the conversation of of you you watch Trevor Bauer come out in a Dodger uniform and a dad is sitting next to a kid and the kid is asking why are so many people booing at him and that dad has to explain to this kid what he did it's it's sticky it's not a good scenario to put an MLB fan in to either you know root for it's a privilege to play major league baseball it's a privilege. This isn't a right. So I think that's the the best thing I can say about it. I'm not saying it's a black and white scenario. I do think there's a lot of gray area here. Law-wise, I have no idea. You know, and, and the fine print on the domestic, uh, you know, agreement for MLB and MLBPA Look, that wasn't one of the holdups for the lockout. You know what I'm saying? I think both sides agree that this is something that it's kind of a, we need to draw a line and say, you either went over it or you're fine. And he went over it. But I do think the appeal process will probably lessen it a little bit. I think worst case scenario, it might go, they might keep the, the, uh, how many, how many was it again? Three. How many games? 
364 is two full years? No, three, 324. 324. 324 games, two, uh, two full seasons. 324. Um, good math, bud. Um, I would see maybe like the appeal process would allow it to be retroactive. That would be my guess. On They handed it down hard expecting him to appeal and expecting to settle on something else. That's what negotiating is, so I could see that being the case. That would make sense because, I mean, I think regardless, he technically was suspended this time. Yeah, I mean, what, regardless what side of the aisle you're on, I mean that this took forever. Yeah, like we just kept getting those updates. Major League Baseball has extended Pushing it back two weeks. Yeah, like make up your mind one way or yeah. another. You clearly have some, some form of documentation or some contract that you're you're just staring yeah. at and you're saying, okay, well, did he or did he not breach this? Yeah, conduct, contract, whatever you want to yeah. call it, and it took you that long to figure it out. Again, I, I'm not, I'm not picking a side here in terms of the legal side of things, but objectively, this did take a very long time. So I think there yeah. has to be some sort of, I don't want to say give and take, but like the the appeal, I think has to at least, at the very least, be entertained. Well, a lot of it was on the judicial. I can't say that word today. Judicial system. Judicial. Because of MLB just kind of waiting for the, for the stance of, of legality issues. Um, But yeah, I think best case for, for Bauer right now is to basically win the appeal and have it retroactive, bringing it down to like, I don't know, a year and a half. And then I think I saw something about a countersuit against the girl for possibly some defamation stuff. Because he's losing followers, he's losing money on his personal front, and he's not getting paid for his job. So I think there's some, I mean, this this whole storm was brought on by his actions. So I don't know what else to say. I think that's all we should really say on it for now. Let's talk about some good Dodger news. Before we do that, Nate, uh, go ahead and tell me about our friends over at Big League Chew. Founded by former left-handed pitcher Rob Nelson, Big League Chew started from humble beginnings in the Portland Mavericks bullpen in 1977. For more than 40 years, the iconic pouch is packed with schlet... Schledded. What a rough day. What a rough day for Nate. Judicial. Tough. Tough. Shredded was the word I was trying to say. A flavorful bubble gum has become the number one shredded gum of athletes everywhere. Big League Chew has sold more than 900 million pouches and is designated as the Hall of Fame bubblegum. Grab some gum and head to Big League Chew's social media channels at Big League Chew on Twitter, at Big League Chew Gum on Instagram to show off your Big League bubbles. You can also find a list of retailers or purchase any of their products directly from their website at BigLeagueChew.com. Big League Chew. Uh, Nate Clayton Kershaw. The pretty out- good. That guy's pretty good. Pretty good. The outright owner of the all-time Dodger strikeout record notched his 2,697th regular season strikeout of his career, uh, topping the record previously held by Don Sutton. Rest in peace. Uh, and may I remind you, Clayton Kershaw is only 34 years old. Yeah, I know. You forget that, huh? You really do. It's weird. Just, I I think how long he's been there, the injuries he's dealt with, the scrutiny he's gotten for postseason performance or lack thereof at times, you just, you, you feel like he's been there forever. So... Lock it down, my guy. Another couple <laughs> whoa, years. Whoa, whoa. Just lock that, what, lock that deal down. What is this, my guy? Talk with that whole perfect game business. You, uh, you shared some not so kind thoughts on. Yeah, that was soft. It was a soft moment. Not a good look. Doesn't right. mean he's not a Hall of Famer. All right, I'll let it slide. I'll let it slide. It was a soft moment. I just thought you were just spewing anti-Kershaw propaganda. Well, hey, I didn't watch this start either. So, yet to see one this year from him that I've 
sat down and, and viewed, but West Coast baseball is tough, man. <laughs> I'm not 18 anymore. I can't. I can't yeah. be staying up till one, two in the morning. Just can't do it. You're just coming off of a fresh little road trip that kept you up that late. That's yeah, I'm a, I'm a little, I'm a little beat, yeah. but I would still Recency feel that way if I was fully rested. I, the the yeah. one a.m., two a.m. thing is tough. You yeah. got it made out there. You, you could not be in a better position right now because you're a yep. fan of an East Coast team, so your games are done by bedtime, and on the off chance, well it, before bedtime, they're well, done by like well dinner time. Di- yeah, like dinner time. And if on, on an off chance you do want to catch a, a West Coast game, it's like, oh, I'll stay up till eleven nine thirty. I'll yeah, I'll stretch it tonight. Unbelievable! You you don't know what it's like out here, man. Well, this is what I've been telling you. You don't know what it's what like. I've been telling you. Come on out. Uh, but eighty honest, degrees right now. Okay, Sunshine dude. And well, perfect. It's a high seventy eight here, so you don't you don't have me on that today. You just dealt with rain and fog last night. I don't know what that's about. Yeah, in Maryland and Pennsylvania. It's not my <laughs> not my fault. Not Virginia's fault. Um anytime we bring up Clayton Kershaw, I just I use it as an excuse to look up his career numbers. A career war of seventy two point nine, which I believe I read that that is the highest in Dodgers history. Let's look it up. Highest war in Dodgers history. Double check me on that. Seventy-two point nine. I don't know why I look stuff up. You're the one that's better at this. You gotta get. You just. You gotta know which search terms to go with here. It's miserable. I hate Google. Dodgers, all-time war leaders. That's why I looked up. Um, Let's see here. Oh, I think I found it. Let me scroll down the way to the bottom. That's where number one is. Yeah, Kershaw. Clayton Kershaw. Pee Wee Reese, second. Yeah, this is an old article, I think, but still... Still holds up because I think Pee Wee Reese has has long yeah. long stopped playing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you sure? There's gonna be people. Are you serious, bro? <laughs> Pee Wee Reese, really, bro? You don't know who he is? Yes, I know who Pee Wee Reese is. Relax. Um, let's look at his other numbers. Career WAR seventy two nine, one hundred eighty eight and eighty four. Career ERA of two four nine. He's coming up on twenty five hundred in twenty five hundred innings pitched, twenty seven hundred strikeouts, twenty seven hundred on the dot. A career I think he's getting to three k, a career whip of one point oh oh one. We got to get that below one. Yeah, we need Kirsch. that. Come on, yeah. we need that. Um, game would have helped. My, where'd that come from? Who said that? Un, uncalled for. Uncalled for. My question is, and look, I get the injury thing. That, that's an issue. But as one of the greatest pitchers of our generation, at 34 years old, why is Clayton Kershaw, why why is he at the point in his career where he's just getting the one-year contracts? He's 34. Yeah. It's it's odd. It's real odd. I Again, think it was. I think this was just to stay a Dodger. I think this is his last year as a Dodger. I really do. Really? Yeah. That's a sign that this is basically done. Their, their rotation. What, what I mean, they're going to get Dustin May back next year as well. Right. Like they have the they have the pieces and the depth. I think I think he's done as a Dodger after this year. If he's already getting one-year deals at 34, well, he's done. That's tough. He's going to go be a Ranger. Go back home from Dallas. That's tough. 
That's what oh. that tells me. I mean, uh, I, I guess I don't know what else it would say. Why else would they do that? That's a depressing way to end our conversation <laughs> on Clayton Kershaw. Yeah, good for you though. Good for Kersh. Yeah, quite a quite an accomplishment in such a, a storied franchise. Anytime you're set, I don't care what the mm-hmm. what the accomplishment is. If you're setting some sort of record, yep. achieving some level of historical feat with those types of franchises, yeah, like hats off to you. Mm-hmm. Even if you don't finish a perfect game, like Nate says, it's fine. I just said it would help that whip number. It's <laughs> yeah, I'm sure that's all you meant by that. Um, can we talk about another quote feat of pitching quote unquote this combined no hitter get this crap out of my face this isn't a no a combined no hitter is not a no hitter and you got people in, in in the in the comment or in the tweets well did the game end did they allow a hit yes and no the game ended. They did not allow a hit, but it's not a no hitter. I I don't I don't know how else to say it. It's a no hitter, but it's not a no hitter. It's as simple as that. And if you don't know what that means, and if you can't parse that out yourself to make it make sense, I'm sorry, I can't help you. But it's not a no hitter. These are the no hitters of the future, my man. This is all we're gonna get. Oh oh, I know, I know. This is all and we're gonna get nowadays. So. We, I guess we can just say we'll never see a no hitter again. That is my very rational, <laughs> that's my very rational, well thought out take on the future think, of baseball. I think this is a no hitter for James McCann, and this is a no hitter for that defense. That, I mean, that's, I, it's not a pitching feat. A lot of balls are put into play, and a lot of solid defense. I don't think anything crazy happened. There wasn't any like spectacular plays. I think I saw one I think it was semi-diving N- catch by Nimmo. Nimmo, yeah. Yeah. But it wasn't like a, you know, an outstanding, like, no-hitter saving, perfect game saving catch. But for James McCann, I think that's really impressive. Oh, yeah. The fact that it's, well, five different pitchers. For him to understand the game plan with each guy, solid. Um, defense played solid. Crowd loved it. It's exciting as a team. But I think I'm with you. I think I'd rather have the the mad bum shortened doubleheader no hitter count no. before this thing counts. No, I'm not no, we're uh, we're not gonna do this. We're not gonna start compromising, Nate. We need to we I'm need not to compromising. S- I'm saying I would rather have that as a no hitter. Right, but what I'm saying is is in that in that statement, you're almost kind of conceding and you're almost kind of compromising saying, all right, like if, if one of them has to be a no hitter, I'll take, I'll take the shortened one. That's what I'm saying is that in the rule book, this will be a no hitter and the diamondbacks doing what they did last year with mad bum won't be. I would say I'd rather have that as a no hitter than this, because if you see a guy go seven innings with no hit baseball, it's really impressive nowadays. But as a team and a bullpen, and like this is what we do anyway. Look, I was. I'm not fired up, but this just, hey, this is the new Mets, dude. Stop. No, 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 no. This is why the Mets won't met. No, 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 no. We're not. We're not transitioning into Mets or or the real deal talk. We gotta. We still gotta. We still gotta hash this quote unquote no hitter unquote accomplishment unquote it's not a thing so so let me ask you this because i tweeted about it i I simply said a a combined no hitter is not a no hitter and then somebody hit me up and says they said you a phil's fan because i see a big fat zero under the hits and the game is over so i'd say that's a no hitter i simply responded back i said buddy which pitcher gets credit for the no hitter no, I didn't. I added the buddy for for a fact. Ah, I didn't say buddy. I I need you to get in on that level. Don't no. I I'm not, I'm a very much an anti bud on social media guy. Don't Ooh, ever man. call me bud. It's I'm such not a bud. smack in the face. No, I'm if not. You bud. drop that. It's like ooh. It's it's so condescending. Blood it's like, is boiling. <laughs> like calm down. 
So I simply said, I said, which pitcher gets credit for the no-hitter? And he said, McGill gets the dub because he was a starter. There's been multiple combined no-hitters. This isn't the first. McGill gets the dub. I knew that. Yeah. So I'm still waiting to hear who gets credit for the no-hitter. Do you know the answer to that question? James McCann. Well, that's that's. that's <laughs> I think he should get the credit. Honestly, I I don't know. It's just this is we don't talk enough about catchers on no hitters. First of all, hold on, we're not done here. In response to my combined no hitter is not a no hitter tweet. I'll I'll just throw them out there. Take a pitch. The podcast. Take a pitch. They responded and said poo poo take. Again, I said, which pitcher gets credit for a combined no hitter? They said, it's order of appearance. It's called a combined no-hitter, so no one pitcher will get the credit. And then I responded back with the Oprah GIF where she's like, <laughs> you literally answered my question. Yeah. No one pitcher will get the credit. We give these pitchers credit when they throw a no-hitter or a perfect game when they do it themselves. Yeah. I hear you. This isn't a no-hitter. Yeah, I hear you. It's not. Stephen A. Corwin today. Do you wanna? Do you wanna? I mean, do you have any objections to to my take on that? Not really. I just don't. I don't care about devil's advocate here. They don't. They don't do anything for me. I'm with you. Combined hitters don't get me fired up. I don't care. I saw the update last night and I was like, all right, cool. Not impressed. I don't know. It's just it. It's not – it's exciting if you're there. I get it if you're a Mets fan at that game in City Field. Like, yeah, that's cool. That's fun. That's exciting. But I'm sure Buck Showalter is just like, yeah, it's just another dub. And you could tell by the celebration too. Like, no one's out there like – they ran out there to kind of celebrate, but it's not like a no true no-hitter – or perfect game type of celebration. Like we see walk-offs with better celebrations. And to the people saying, well, McGill gets a dub. He barely qualified for the dub. He threw five innings. Yeah. That's the minimum. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm not taking away. I'm not taking anything away from his start. At what point is it impressive for you? If it is combined, say like two, two guys where like you feel a little bit better. I mean, I guess, but when you're throw when you throw five guys out there and they combine for 159 pitches, that's not yeah. impressive to me. I'm sorry. Yeah. Six yeah. walks. Yeah. I hear you. I'm with you. Right there with you, guy. But at what point is it like a little bit better? I think the reason this is getting so much love is because someone did it last year too. Is it the Rangers? Somebody like remember. unimportant basically did it last year. I think this is getting love because of the fact that the Mets are doing what the Mets are doing right now. And it's the second one in their team history. No, it's, it's not. There's only been one no-hitter in Mets franchise history. And it it reminds Mets how miserable the downfall of that no-hitter was. You know how how fraudulent the Mets franchise is? (laughs) That wasn't even a legitimate no-hitter because of the the call down the line. But whatever. I mean, I'll give that to you if if that's what you want to claim as your (laughs) no-hitter. I hate the Mets, dude. (laughs) I'm so done with the Mets. Like People just need to calm down on the Mets. It's, it's their year, dude. It's, it's so coming. funny. It's so funny how the tune changes, man. Everybody loves to hate on the Mets. And then when they're good, all of a sudden it's like, oh, okay, we're gonna we're gonna Hey, to be fair, I hopped on this train before the season started. I said that Buck and Max, you you and I agreed on that, that those two would change the culture. And I said this after week one. You look, you can change the culture. You can still 
do what your franchise seemingly has always done, which is met. They can met with a changed culture. That's that's my entire point. No, changing culture means that's no longer a thing. Now it's going to take longer than just this year. It's I don't not going to be fixed and snapped after one year. But I don't think Buck and that, I don't think Buck and Max can transcend the art of metting, if you will. Depends on how long Buck is going to be there. Buck's going to last longer than Max. Let Buck just go into his his old age. Just winning dubs. Just getting dubs at City Field. Right off into the sunset. I don't know. I'll let's say it's not a no-hitter. Let's just make that clear. I can agree with you. You're Stephen A. Corwin today. I am. Uh, you know what else has been made clear? The Mets have no interest in uh, moving forward with Robinson Cano. DFA'd at age 39. Cano is owed $24 million in each of his next two seasons. Look, here's the thing. He's hitting a buck 95. Mm-hmm. I should say was hitting a buck 95 prior to this with one home run and three ribbies and 41 ABs. I, I, I get it. I get that there's more to this situation than, than just those numbers, but mm-hmm. it's funny to me that a guy gets DFA for hitting 195 with one home run and three ribbies when that's literally like all of baseball right now. Yeah, I know. Like, just on a on a very on a very surface level, it's just funny to me that it's like, well, he's hitting terribly, so well, good riddance. But it's it like, also everybody. it hits a little different because this isn't the front office that brought him on board. This is a new front office, and so I think when they look at at what the team is doing, how it's trending, how there's a little bit of an issue with Jeff McNeil not being able to play second base every day. You got J.D. Davis in the mix. You got uh, Escobar in the mix. Now McNeil's going out to left field every once in a while. That's putting, you know, Canna on the bench, rotating with Nimmo and Marte. I think it's just like it's it's an unnecessary weight. It's an unnecessary hole. It's an unnecessary just build up. Get him out of there. Get him out. I don't know what's going to happen from here, though. What do they have a week? I think a week to either trade him or put him on waivers, and then, and then that's it. I don't think they're going to be able to trade him unless they kick in substantial thirty mil. Yeah, probably so thirty mil of the forty o. Substantial, right? Or how much is twenty five or twenty? It's twenty four in each of the next two seasons. So we're looking at forty eight mil. Yeah, you're gonna have to toss in like thirty five mil if you're going to trade him. And what team would is is going to look at that and say, "I'll take a thirty-nine-year-old, you know, heavy-footed second baseman," or just do what the Rockies did and just ship him off with a clean fifty mil in tow? <laughs> take him, just right take him. Prime, yeah. All I know is I just I am praying that there is no Yankee reunion. Oof. I Need just that. don't want that at all. This Need all that. went downhill when. When he signed with Jay-Z's agency and he took money with the Mariners, his career just completely changed. Should have just stuck around. So I failed to mention that this was uh, a move in response to the league basically saying need to have your rosters trimmed to 26 by Monday. Mm -hmm. And so people were waiting to hear if... Well, you can't send a guy like that down. No, 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 I get it. But I'm I'm just saying people, it was today that the decision was made Monday mm-hmm. and people were waiting. Like it was even trending on Twitter. Cano was trending on Twitter and it was like, is, is today the day that Cano gets hit down? And people were wondering if, mm-hmm. if they would be willing to make such a move. And I think it shocked a lot of people that maybe aren't necessarily close to that franchise thinking, oh, there's no way they could do that. And then they made the move, and it's like, oh, you know, the Mets are kind of new Met, kind of serious it's right a now. New Met organization. Yep, that's fine. I'm just, 
Just sitting over here waiting. Just waiting for the inevitable. They're making net. Di- the the old school Mets would have kept him around. And probably would have played him every day. Cause he's got twenty five mil coming to him. New school Mets. Get him out of there. Do you see him playing again or no? Yeah. I see him playing again. I mean, you oh, can't no. look at you can't look at his numbers right now as as a reason to not pick him up. I mean, yeah, the 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 money and all that, but like you year. said, the Mets have to. I mean, you got to fork over a significant amount of money for that. But assuming that happens, why not? I mean, uh, I mean he hasn't gone over twenty home runs since twenty seventeen. No, but I mean, he's basically hitting league average right now, so. I mean, might as well be. He was 34 in 2017. He played 150 games. It was basically his last full year. Slash 280, 338, 453, 791 OPS. He just doesn't have the pop anymore. And, yeah, I think... uh, I think he knows that he doesn't have the pop, which is why we're in this situation, Nate. Wink, wink. I, I think. Uh, I think he's done. I I don't know. I don't know if the Mets are going to toss in that amount of money just to trade him somewhere. Because what are you going to give up? And what I franchise could, is going to is going to go get him? It again. It just comes down to how much the Mets are willing to to bite it. I I what I could see what if happening. It's like a ready team. What if it's like a ready team? A team that's kind of missing one piece that is like what if like I can't think of anybody what if it was like a the Astros are kind of interesting you know Altuve just got hurt you know this is all contingent on the Mets throwing in a lot of money towards any trade right right But I don't, I don't see him getting some minor league deal anytime soon. No, but I, I I could very well. While I think he ends up playing somewhere, I I could seen I could see that happening because I feel like we've seen it a, a number of times in recent history where you you got a guy who you think has a little bit left in the tank, a team throws out a bone, doesn't pan out, and then within weeks. It's back on the shelf, and I think at that point, that's when that's when I'll call it. Yeah, I I could see that happening. I don't know what team it would be for, but I could see some some team kind of throwing out a bone, throwing out a life ring, seeing if they can get anything. I don't know. Like what? Like a like a Tigers team or something like that. I mean, I don't know. I I wouldn't think that at this point any team would be worried about the whole PED stigma thing. I mean, because the Mets the Mets brought him back and let him play. So, mm-hmm. I mean, they kind of once you do that, once you kind of shatter that glass. I mean, I'm not gonna sit here and defend one way or another PEDs or this or that, but like as a as an organization once you shatter that glass of finally getting them back out on the field i think that kind of goes away a little bit so i think yeah. at least from cano's perspective he's he's at least clear of that cl- i mean he's still going to get the fans yelling at him cheater this cheater that mm-hmm. but i think a team is not going to shy away from picking him up for that reason i think i don't would, think so I it would more so just be based on what little it appears that he has age left. production and cost yeah. And he's not an everyday guy. So you got to find a team that has potentially some DH space. I mean, that's why I think Astros maybe, like Jordan has been playing left field more often. Altuve's out. So, I mean, maybe maybe a place like that. I don't know. Tough, tough. Just a weird career trajectory to to happen. Just a weird, like a, what a strange, like he went from having like some of the best hands I've ever seen in a hitter to 
to this. <laughs> to this. You know? It's strange, man. Like, you say what you will about some of these older guys, like, you know, Miguel Cabrera and, and Pujols, and it's like, they're still producing on some levels. They may not be everyday guys, but they're still producing. Miguel is kind of an everyday guy because of where he is, but, like, you can't have both. You got to produce at some point. Good for the Mets. Honestly, good for the Mets of moving on. And I just, I don't think anything happens. I think it's a week that they get seven day span of, of trying to find him a new place, whether it's a trade or anything, but he's officially off the 40 man. So Mets are moving on. Yep. And so are we, Nate, uh, you got anything else said about wraps it up for me? You got, I mean, we could talk about the Yankees going on a streak. You failed to bring, bring up your beloved Yankees. We were talking about the standings. I haven't done anything game. yet. We haven't played anybody yet. So nine game winning streak. Well, to be fair, we just played the Orioles and lost a series. So no, I get I think it. I'm kind of off that train. I get it. I mean, it's big series starting today with the blue Jays. So I think, you know, if they go in there and win that series, it's a different story. Um, also kind of curious how this whole vaccine thing worked. All players are cleared to go to Canada. And that includes Rizzo, Judge, and Cole. So Yeah, didn't I hear that everybody on the Yankees I didn't hear that until I thought today I heard that. that they were cleared. So Yeah, I thought I heard that. Uh yeah. I guess that's big. I mean it, that would have been a different tune to this series yeah. for sure if you're missing those three guys. So but yeah, I mean, it's, they just haven't, they haven't really played anybody. They had a good time of, you know, getting back on their feet offensively against you know some of these lower level teams, and all you know, I'll start getting excited when they start beating better teams. What did I say for my preseason prediction? I said that one team was gonna, was it twenty games? I think it's twenty. Twenty. I don't think yeah. that happens. Twenty. Twenty plus, I believe. I don't think no, that happens. I'm not this, saying it with not, the Yankees. Not in this current streak, but I'm not saying the Yankees. I hope it's not the Yankees. But <laughs> actually, no. I hope they do it like in August and then just plummet in September. Um, I think. I mean, it's just coming up with a rough stretch. So I mean, the the Blue Jays, Rangers, and then Blue Jays again, and then White Sox. So I mean, they're getting the Orioles. That's a big thing too is that I think they're getting majority of their Orioles matchups done like before the end of May. They'll be playing the Orioles twice this month. So uh, that's that's another thing about these standings. You know, they're not playing these crazy good ball clubs. So I'm not yeah, not freaking out yet. I'm not going to hop on that train yet, but I will say I mean they're hitting well. They're playing a little differently. It's not just live or die by the home run. I'm seeing a lot of extra bags being taken. Um, and I'm seeing really good pitching. So can't hate on it. I'm just saying I'm not. I'm not ready to take the typical Yankee fan round and throw it in everyone's face. Respect. See? My calm today. I'm calm today. My hat's off to you, sir. Um, all right. Well, that about does it for me, unless you got anything else. That's it. Let's get out of here. Let's call it. See you guys later in the week. Don't go chasing those curveballs, folks. We love y'all. And as always, looking forward to talking more baseball with you guys soon. Until next time, stay filthy. <laughs>